Fantastic. Always a delight to talk to you. Uh, as you can hear, I'm always intrigued to find out what South Africans are spending on. And we've gotten the perspective from listed companies. But I understand that you have a different set of data that, that probably echoes much of the sentiment that we've been hearing and seeing from these listed entities. Maybe start off by just giving us some insight as to how this information is collated. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, so for about uh, about twenty years, actually, we've had a data portal, and what we've put on that data portal is is the best secondary data that South Africa has. So, it started out with the likes of, of an AMPS database. Some people might remember that name, and the Stat South Africa databases. And and for this particular piece of research, because you know we felt everyone was kind of reporting on the on the company numbers and the revenue numbers, what we're looking at is is what these secondary data sets are saying about about companies about shopper behavior. So, they're they're a great way to augment financial and economic data. It gives you a bit more comprehensive view of the consumer, and they're also a great source for market share, which is which is hard to get with just your own revenue. Um, but but to get down to the the, the actual data sets, um, one we used is called Maps. Um, it's put out by the MRF, and it's it's a it's a it's a nationally representative survey of twenty thousand people that comes out quarterly. And the other one we looked at is is called Brand Map, and it's an annual online survey of thirty five thousand people. But it focuses on households that earn more than ten thousand rand a month. So we we mined those two data sets to kind of get some interesting insights on shopper behavior. Mm. Speaking about our behavior, it seems as though we've been focusing on the bare basics. Back to groceries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they're really. I mean, the, the big thing is is a move towards value brands. Um, you know, we we saw that that. I mean, everyone's don't really want to talk anymore about the the, the obvious shoprite and checker story. Um, mm-hmm. We can see that that pick and pay and Woolies have sort of been in a holding pattern. Um, and w- what is interesting is things like cosmetics and beauty are are still growing in terms of the number of people. That's the other thing I, I really need to mention is the numbers we speak about. Like, if we speak about growth, it's growth in the number of people who say they shop there, not growth in revenue so you can still have more people shopping but they're oh, perhaps buying less so it doesn't affect revenue um, but yeah so we're seeing more people shopping cosmetics and beauty but they're also doing it at at say a shop right and checkers not not necessarily a clicks or discam or, or a high high level uh, store 100 uh, percent i'm intrigued that you mentioned that because it also seems as though we still haven't uh, completely tossed our spending uh, ventures when it comes to clothing Mm-hmm. I mean, clothing's been particularly hard hit in in the last sort of year, um, and and you know that is what came out in the numbers um, that, that, that we saw from the from the the, the the companies that released their their financials this this week. Um, but but what's uh, interesting thing that we found because we're looking at the numbers of people who shop, we noticed that Shane, this this kind of online clothing store, it now has more people saying that they regularly shop there. Than, than long-standing brick-and-mortar retailers like Cotton On or Markham. I so that's, that's quite a that, saying. Andrew. that mm-hmm. <laughs> do you do a lot of shopping there? <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's quite indicative of how, you know, online uh, shopping and perhaps how the change in, in behavior and dynamics really does speak to how South Africans do want fast fashion, quick fashion that's affordable but also easy to access and, and perhaps making us, you know, think be penny wise in terms of the transactions we participate in. 
Yeah, yeah, but but you know, local local talent is also in there. Superbalist is is just marginally behind there, so mm-hmm. so there's a lot of people shopping there. We do also notice for that online piece that there are still there is still growth in the in the upper income people in terms of online shopping, but but it seems you know that the maps data deals more with with like the lower end of the market. Um, it certainly is is tapering off in terms of online shopping for 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 clothing anyway. Mm, got you. I'm also keen to understand in terms of, uh, um, uh, again, when we see electronic goods, typically we know that South Africans around Black Friday in November during the festive season, this is where we'd uh, splurge on uh, flat screen TVs and big fridges and the likes. Is that still the trend? Well, and that's an interesting thing. The, one of the other reasons we use the secondary data is, is unfortunately, there's always a lag in data. And Stat South Africa releases their retail numbers, but there's quite a lag. So they only release their November numbers around the 17th of January. And equally, you know, the December numbers won't be out for another three weeks. But what we saw in November, which which obviously had Black Friday, um, retail sales were down nearly 1% on, on the previous year. And the biggest loser in there was was textiles. It's down two percent. So you know, Black Friday wasn't um, wasn't as as good as as as, as people were hoping. Uh, there was a lot of very very mixed messages coming out just after Black Friday from different people that were reporting on it. And it seems overall that while there were some successes with some areas, um, overall it it was down. But in terms of electronics, what we did see, I mean, it's always interesting to see things in the data and then go and triangulate with other sources like mm. annual financials, etc., to see if it they they say tell the same story. And we saw this massive spike in, in cash converters um, and, oh, and, you know, take a lot in gain holding their numbers, but, but cash converters really growing and, and other sort of similar types of, of, of secondhand electronic stores. And we're lucky enough to have them as a client and spoke to them. And they said that they've seen it in their numbers as well. And, and the hypothesis is you, you still want that big screen TV, but rather get it from a, a cash converters at, at a significantly lower price and, and still has a guarantee. So, so you can get that. That, that item that you wanted just without the big expenditure that you would have spent in a, in a buying it new in another store. Wow. I'm intrigued by this because it almost seems as though it's very clear consumers have been under pressure. Inflation has been influencing and impacting our pockets, but it seems as though we're becoming a little bit wiser or more strategic uh, in terms of the purchases we make, uh, especially given the overview you've described. Groceries, looking more to purchase in bulk. Uh, we're still keeping to clothing, but looking at, you know, more fast, affordable fashion. And uh, even with electronics, you know, looking for favorable payment options that might be available here. Does this tell us something about the resilience or the innovative thinking uh, that South African consumers are now put, putting forward? I'm not too sure if it's a desperation, you know. Um, yeah. it, it is interesting because, I mean, we are a consumer society and, and I think people will always be going out there and spending, on, I mean, certainly on food and, and the basic necessities of clothing when you get into sort of more discretionary items like uh, cosmetics and, and, say, electronic goods. Um, you know, it might just be that that feel good factor. You know, we, everyone. I think everyone would admit twenty twenty three was a fairly depressing year. Um, it's 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 retail therapy goes a long way to kind of putting a smile on your face and the, and the face of your families. Um, if you can if you can still get those those little treats every now and then. But but yeah, you, certainly we are seeing um, what would look like trading down behavior that that, that we could argue is, is is more rational and 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 you know a better better for the people in terms of their their their, their pocketbooks. Hundred percent. Well, we look forward to seeing what this does reveal about the year ahead as well. And uh, I guess just taking a look at those themes. And I I know you don't give future predictions, Andrew, but I'm assuming when you take a look <laughs> at the trends, <laughs> I always sneak this yeah. in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we take a well, look we're at the trend, on the, 
Yep. We're working on the credit uh, report right now, and and we'll have that in three weeks to kind of look at how how the trends that we've been speaking to over the last two years are coming out now. There, I don't know if you remember, we had like a few little green shoots and and some some possible good news back in December. Um, uh, we're looking forward to seeing if that that maintains into into twenty twenty four. Hundred percent, Andrew. Always a pleasure speaking to you, sir. Really appreciate your time and uh, appreciate the ongoing data that you continue to share with us. It really gives us a better understanding of not only our economy but uh, certain data sets and us as consumers. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on Kaya nine five nine dot co dot za.